we're not trying to just be something you buy and never touch or you buy it you use it you know every once in a while but that we want to be integrated you know into your daily life so we can make your work day the best as possible Welcome to The Buy Side, hosted by Vendor, where we interview finance and procurement experts from leading companies on SaaS negotiation, automation, and much more. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Buy Side. I'm Kara Barron, Vendor's Principal Pre-Sale Procurement Specialist. Title might sound a little confusing, but what I do for vendors certainly isn't. Basically, I'm a procurement consultant here at Vendor, and I work with our customers to consult with them on everything from vendor services, how to leverage vendor when you do or do not have existing procurement teams, tools and systems, and basically everything procurement. But enough about me. Today, I'm here with Brooke Beeson, Gainsight's IT project and vendor manager. Brooke, so excited to have you here today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to dive into our conversation today. We have some awesome core topics, including relationship building in IT and procurement, as well as being a woman in a male-dominated industry and plenty of other subjects to cover. But before we get into it, Brooke, please, if you could, Give the audience an introduction. Let the folks know who they're going to be hearing from. Yeah, sure. So thank you so much. Um, so I'm Brooke. I um, have been in IT for over a decade now. Um, I actually went to school for pre-med. I wanted to be an eye doctor and then uh, that just didn't work out. So I switched to business and I have a an IST degree um, in there. So yeah, I just happened to get into technology and I've just kind of stuck with it. And now I can't imagine my life without it. So Um, many of us can't, I think, imagine our lives without it. Um, Well, I did notice you left one thing out of your introduction, Brooke. Is now an okay time to plug your photography business? Yes, I would love that. Thank you so much for asking. Um, So yeah, so in addition to working in IT, I do portrait and wedding photography on the side. Um, so yeah, I get to, I get to, it's funny because I um, I get to do like requirement building and document stuff in the IT world. And then I also get to document life uh, for my clients. So yeah, uh, one of those may be a little more creatively than the other, I would imagine. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's, it's a really nice balance, I think, of analytical and creative. Um, cause I've, you know, you, you do all those tests and everything and I'm pretty much 50, 50, maybe a little more creative, um, than analytical, but it's nice that I have an outlet for both. Well, I love and respect a good side hustle, Brooke. So thanks for sharing that with us. Brooke, normally in these conversations, I like to start with understanding basic philosophies that our guests share about business, um, procurement, even life sometimes. So on that vein, what is your philosophy when it comes to business and your role at Gainsight? Yeah, absolutely. So 
The purpose at Gainsight is to win in business while being human first. Um, so I can't really say that I coined that, um, but I really appreciate it um, and have kind of taken that into my personal life as well, or like with photography. Um, I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in the business of things, you know, people used to say, oh, it's not personal, it's business, you know, when, you know, there would be something that wouldn't go right, or um, there might be, you know, some conflict. Um, and and I don't like that. Like, we are all people, we all have our individual traits and personalities and families outside of work. Um, and so I love that, you know, we can try and win and be the best company we can be, or I can be the best person I can be, um, while still having those relationships with other people within the business and, and making sure that like, they're doing okay at like a core level. Um, you know, just, I don't know. I, it's funny, like on my Instagram, I literally have like a tagline that says, be a good human. Like that's it for me. Just be a good human. Yeah. I really love that. And here at vendor, we have one of our core values being kindness as a service. And it's a very similar sort of sentiment of people should always come first. Right. Um, you said it like we're all people, we're all humans. Um, so I really love that. And I have always really, um, lived my life in that, in that spirit. And so I think it's great when people like us can find companies like Gainsight and Vendor who live our core values every single day. So that's really awesome. On a similar note to this sort of people centric philosophy, if I can coin it, um, as such, what about relationship building do you enjoy so much when it comes to your role? And can you give us a little bit of an overview of what that looks like in your day-to-day? Yeah, sure. So I'll start kind of with the overview and then, you know, switch to the other. Um, but really, it's not a ton of meetings. Um, my family, they joke that if I get to be on the phone, that it's like my dream job. Um because I like talking and I like having relationships with people. Um, and I just, I mean, literally my kindergarten teacher called me Miss Chatterbox. And my mom wrote down in, you know, the book of school that my accomplishment was that my teacher, Mrs. Ferber, that uh, she stopped calling me that by the end of the year because I learned to um, be quiet when needed. Um, but that I just, I have talked my entire life. I rarely meet a stranger. Um Anyway, so all of that combined, I, I do have a few meetings and I, I meet internally and externally. Um, so internally, I am meeting with our stakeholders, people that are buying software um, to help walk them through the process that I documented. Um, and then, you know, just making sure that all of the check boxes are checked with we have done security, we've done legal, we've done budget approval, they have signed our MNDA, they've signed our DPA. Um you know, just making sure that we have everything um, because part of being in this role is helping the security team. So, you know, we're SOC 2 compliant and we're going through ISO. And so it's not just about how much money we're spending, but it's about making sure that our applications are up to standards, you know, set by the industry. We want to make sure that any data we're getting is protected. And so that comes through a lot of vendors um, as well as coming just into our product because there's different sub-processors, et cetera. Um, so that's kind of what I do on the, the business side of things. Um, but on the relationship building, I just love getting to meet new people and talking to them because I was born and raised in Missouri. I lived outside of the state for five months, one time in college. 
on an internship. Um, and, you know, so it's nice to see the way other people live, you know, people from other countries, people even, you know, from different parts of the state. Um, I can talk about my family. They can talk about theirs. You know, there's a lot of overlap with different holidays coming up. You know, we've got Thanksgiving coming up. So most people in the United States are going to celebrate that in one way or the other. Um, but I just, I like to know people and understand their story and, you know, like, how did you get into this field or how did you find this passion or, you know, like I'll say, oh, I'm a photographer. And one of our vendors the other day is like, wait, wait, what? I'm a photographer too. And I was like, no way. That is, you know, just quite a coincidence. Um, but the end of the day, I want people to value me for who I am, not just what I can do for them. Um, and that goes internally and externally. So having those relationships and having people care about me at a molecular level, just, it feeds my soul. Yeah. Um, that's really great. And hi, Mrs. Ferber. Um, but, um, I'll shout out to your teacher there. You know, I love that. I'm also a people person. And one of the things I've always loved about procurement is the opportunity that it provides us to work with and meet with and get to know so many different people. Um, you know, we're cross-functional, right? We're working across the org. We're working with many, many different suppliers and vendors and providers. So I think many of us have that sort of need to geek out over procurement and spreadsheets and data, but also need that human element of it. So to me, this is all sort of circling back to this um, people-centric kind of idea that that we started with. Um, and I'm super into it. And I found in my experience, Brooke, and I'm wondering if this is similar for you, that when we're able to spend time on those relationships, when we're not just focusing on the tactical side of things, but we're actually able to invest in our people, and that could be internal and external, our people, um, that we're able to build some really impactful relationships. And out of that generally will come some business advantages, right? So I'd love to dig into this uh, next question a bit with you. Where or why do you think traditional IT or procurement folks miss the mark on relationship building? Yeah. So I think uh, generally, in my experience, this industry has been very focused on just the the cost or you know the financial part of it um and i think that when we do that if we don't focus on the other side it makes the transaction uh transaction crap it makes the transaction um just that just a transaction um i think when you build a relationship and it's and it's partially about partnership as well so yes we want to buy something so and it's funny because I have to explain my job to my family all the time because uh, I come from teachers and farmers and healthcare workers. Um, and anyway, so but when I'm explaining it, I'm saying, OK, you used to go to the store and you would buy a CD with Microsoft Office on it and you would download it. And then that was it, basically, like until it would run out or it would stop working. You know, you need an update. Now it's a subscription, just like Netflix. Um, and so you have to like, you know keep, um, you have to have a relationship with those people. Um, and it can either be fun or it can be a hassle. 
And I think that's where the traditional lane of this has been. It's been very much cut and dry. Like we need this many licenses. We need this. But when you get down to the partnership level and they're actually helping you um, succeed in your business. You know, there's a lot of variety of vendors, especially now that I think we're in a marketplace where everybody's kind of doing a little bit of everything. So they might have what they specialize in, but then they've got a couple other things. Um, And that's super helpful to be like, this is a problem I have. And they can be like, well, we have this solution for you. It's not just, um, here you go, here's your product, you're done. Um, Which I think is super what what Gainsight is into, um, is having that people, you know, relationships. um, And they want to make sure that our product is helping other people or helping companies um, reduce churn because we're not trying to just be something you buy and never touch or you buy it, you use it, you know, every once in a while, but that we want to be integrated, you know, into your daily life so we can make your workday the best as possible. Yeah. So Sounds like to me, if I can summarize on your behalf, you know, when we invest in people, they invest in us back. Right. And sometimes we need to make withdrawals from that bank. It's easier to do that. Right. If we have put in that initial investment, you also mentioned something about having fun, which I love that you mentioned that I am constantly telling my teams, look, we need to take what we do very seriously. Right. We're running multi-million, multi-billion, you know, transactions and and enterprises here. So it's very important for us to take it seriously, but we should have fun while we're doing it. And I've actually said to my team, if we're not having fun, we shouldn't be here Um, because we should be able to lean on each other, have a bit of banter, have a good time while conducting our critical business. So I love that you mentioned that. Thank you for going there. Yeah, no. And it's actually funny that you mentioned that that made you happy because it's actually one of our core values is childlike joy at Gainsight. Um, Yeah. And so like, that's also why it's a good place to work, you know, like little plug for Gainsight as well. Um, (laughs) But, but I love it because we're always doing fun things. Like we had um, this year, we went to New Orleans for our cohesion event, which is Typically um, in February at the beginning of our fiscal year, but got pushed back due to COVID. I mean, things happen, but we were there. And because I am just one of those, I mean, probably crazy people, but um, somebody in the CEO's, um, you know, personal staff or whatever had reached out and was like, hey, do you want to do this cool thing with him? And I was like, yeah. So there was like a group of, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 of us that went up on stage um, and sang uh, or we rapped lose yourself by Eminem at the like closing ceremony thing uh, before we all went off to the party that evening. And it's just, it's so fun. Um, We do a lot of parody videos. So I've been in like a parody video Um, also about our CEO is for his gay anniversary. Um, But yeah, I think that's something we really try to embody. And also I agree with you, KR, that like, if we're not having fun, why are we, why are we here? Like, yeah. Wow. Okay. So what I'm hearing is we need a video of this performance. Um, I don't know that there's one of the performance at cohesion, but I can send a link to the Taylor Swift parody that I was in. Okay. Okay. Please send it over. 
I'm dying to see it. I'm sure our audience at home is also dying to see it now. So yeah. anything you got, we're going to take. Um, Brooke, if we can stay on this topic just a little bit longer, because I think it's so important. I'm super enjoying what you're sharing with us. When we first spoke, you also mentioned the flip side of relationship building. You, like so many of us, are not only a provider for your customers, but often a customer of your customers, right? Yeah. Um, so you're a provider slash customer, and you often have to play that role at the same time when you're interacting um, with these other companies. So tell us more about that side of your relationships. How do you manage that? Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the things is Um, again, it goes back to one of our core values being the golden rule, you know, and it's not necessarily, I mean, I think the old golden rule was, you know, do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. And I think, um, we've all kind of twisted it a little bit now, um, to do unto others as they would like to be done, you know? So it's not just about like what I expect. I'm like, okay, how would this person react to this? Um, and so whenever, you know, we're doing business and maybe we have an issue with the product, um, or something, you know, I just try and think, okay, well, like what at Gainsight would we do? We have the golden rule. We want to like, if we're thinking about churning, we're going to talk to somebody and be like, Hey, this is where things are missing the mark. Can you help us? You know? And then just on the flip side of when they are, especially our customers, just making sure like the account team knows what's going on. We don't want to blindside anybody, um, at any point, you know, we want to make sure that we are, clear and upfront with our requirements. And if something's not working, we want to make sure we give another chance to see if they can help us because we don't want to make rash decisions, um, especially on those people that are our customers. Yeah. So Brooke, I feel like you're reading my journal and (laughs) I love it, but it's also a little scary. Um, um, You mentioned, do you want to others as they would like to have done I love that. I have a professional coach um, who is amazing, John McClure, if anyone needs a coach. Um, And he actually taught me that about two years ago, um, I was seeking advice and counsel for him as I do often. And I said, but John, if, you know, if I were in that person's shoes, this is what I would want. And he said, okay, R, (laughs) like, that's so cute. But, you know, it doesn't matter how you would want to be treated in this situation. This person's telling you exactly how they want this interaction to go. And he mentioned that he said, it's not due unto others as you would want done unto you. You need to do unto others as they want you to do. And so I love that you mentioned that. I feel like we have so many parallels <laughs> running here, but I think it's a really important lesson. I think for people to learn, we've been raised, I think we've had this adage, most of us, our entire lives from preschool, you know, most of our households, et cetera. So I think just great call out. And I hope everybody at home (laughs) is taking notes on that. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. And I also, I can empathize with this wearing of two hats. You know, I mentioned before, I've been a provider and a customer multiple times. It can be a challenge to do it, um, but it's a fun challenge, I think. And it sounds like you're really kind of finding your own way to conquer it um, and move past it. You ever wonder what current trends are hitting the SaaS buying market? Like how to best future-proof your contracts or what tools are being purchased the most? Well, you're in luck. 
Head to vendor.com slash resources to get a copy of last month's SaaS Buying Insights report, where you get the best qualitative and quantitative data this industry has to offer. Speaking of challenges, Brooke, we're both females <laughs> in, in tech, right? <laughs> there are a slew of potential challenges that can come with that. I'd love to understand what has your experience been like in the male-dominated industries of IT and procurement? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think it is, it's getting better. Um, I think that the field is coming a long way. And I think it helps that um, it's been, for my specific role that Gainsight is very um, dialed into, you know, diversity and inclusion. And, you know, again, one of the other um, core values is Shoshin, like becoming coming in with a um, with a beginner's mind, um, which I think is so cool because I think a lot of times, um, especially in my experience in tech, um, there's been certain things that will be like, why don't we do it this way? Well, nope, that it, we've always done it this way. And so that is um, the way we're going to do it, which I find extremely ironic because technology is always changing. So doing it just because we've always done it this way is kind of a direct contrast to technology in itself. Um, but I think sometimes I'm a little underestimated about what I can do or what I can provide. Um, but then also... Um, I get put into the typical female role of we're going to go to dinner. Will you schedule something or can you coordinate this? Um, which is 100% in my skill set. I feel like I'm actually really good at that. Um, one, I have good recommendations. So if anybody's in St. Louis, let me know. I will hit you up with some really good places to go eat. Um, but, and again, like I did this in college, I was my sorority social chair. So like it's in my wheelhouse, but um, that stigma is still there that this is, this is what the women do. You like, you just coordinate it, tell us where to go. Um, and I think that kind of comes down to, um, I'm trying to think of the exact phrase, um, the mental load that women carry, like not even just in technology. I feel like women mostly in general, um, have this extra mental load. Um, like I'm not a mom or anything yet, but I've heard of, you know, moms are going around trying to pick up the house and, and they pick up something in the kitchen, but then they notice that the dishes need washed. So they start to load the dishwasher and then they see something else and they go do this. And by the time they've tried to complete one task, they have done five little things, um, in between there. Um, and I think that that mental load extends into the workplace, especially for women and especially in technology. Yeah, there are, I think, extra expectations of women, right? And I think a lot of that does come down to traditional gender roles. Women traditionally have carried so much, right? And so I think that's such a, a stellar thing to mention is that that mental load, um, because it, I think, can be a benefit, but also a detractor in certain situations. So, and you mentioned a couple of times, kind of danced around it. I think one thing I'm taking away is that, look, some of these experiences are not always the best, right? Sometimes we walk away from a situation or an experience going like, wow, that really just didn't feel great. Um, but oftentimes we can take those learnings and those experiences, put them in our tool belt and use them to build our superpowers. Um, and I think because women have that capacity of the extra mental load, it's natural 
and, and sort of this instinctual thing for us to be able to build some pretty impressive superpowers. So, um, I, I really, yeah, I um, love that. I love try like, I love reframing things. And so now I'm going to take that from KR. I'm going to be like, okay, we're going to reframe this. Like this was not a great situation. Um, how, if, and again, maybe going back to, if I was in this situation, how would I have handled it to create a more positive experience? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, turning the not so great into something pretty darn good if we can. Right. So thank you for, for sharing and talking about that. It can be a very vulnerable topic. So I really appreciate it. And, um, building off of this just a little bit more Brooke, I am sure our audience would love to hear what advice would you give to women who are earlier on in their careers and, uh, tech and it. Oh my gosh. Um, that's a really great question. Uh, so I have to try and think, you know, what, what, um, what I have wanted to know, you know, a decade ago when I was starting. And, um, I think the biggest thing I would say is take up space. Um, don't just be steamrolled or, you know, dismissed because you're a woman. Um, I feel like that's happened a few times that I have a great idea, um, you know, and maybe I'm a little biased that I think it's a great idea, but, um, and it doesn't get, um, handled as seriously or taken as seriously. Um, I remember I had a past manager that one of my coworkers noticed that he would treat me differently. Um, so maybe he was kind of treating me with kid gloves or whatever. Um, but also I think the, the risk of, looking like not a great person. We, I think, especially for me, I feel like I'm always second guessing myself and saying, Oh, if I say this, like they're going to say something bad about me or like, it's, it's that fine line of trying to stick up for yourself, um, and take up space and be a good contributor because we have so much to offer, um, but still have compassion and empathy and kind of dial into that softer side that I think a lot of women have, but yeah, take up space. I'm all, I'm all for showing off what we can do. And I do, I really do love, um, surprising people, you know, like, Oh, I, like, I didn't think you could do that or whatever, like take up space and surprise people. Yeah. I love that. Take up space. I wrote that down with a few exclamation points. So, um, I'm definitely going to take that, um, from you now we'll, we'll trade these, these great golden nuggets, um, that, that we're dropping here. And, um, Brooke, unfortunately we're just about at time and I feel like we could keep going. I would love to keep digging into this, you know, topic about being women in tech. It's, I think so important um, for us to have these conversations. So really appreciate you being here with us. It's been an amazing conversation and uh, you and I will just have to get together outside of the podcast to keep it going, but let's do a quick recap of what we've covered today. So we've talked about the importance of prioritizing people over software, sort of that people centric or human elements of business. We've also spoken about how modern IT and procurement rely on solid relationship building. And you gave us some great context and, and great uh, nuggets there. We also talked about being a woman in a male dominated industry and how that can be hard and or challenging. Um, but it's important to remember to take up space. I think that's a great way to say it. Take up space, show up, 
don't be afraid to use your voice. Um, I know I've been given the advice often of, you know, think like a man. Nah, no, thanks. Um, I'm going to think like a boss instead, um, regardless of gender and go with that. So everybody take up space, think like a boss um, and know that things are getting better. And there are awesome companies like Gainsight and Vendor that exist and really care and put a huge emphasis on DEIB. So if you're thinking, gosh, this may not be the fit for me, check out our companies and others like ours as well. Um, so Brooke, gosh, I can't say it enough. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Um, we really appreciate it. And we look forward to reading you and Gainsight on. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Well, thanks everybody for joining us for this episode of The Buy Side. We'll see you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Buy Side, hosted by Vendor, the no-brainer SaaS buying platform that pays for itself. See you next time. Thank you.